Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. And it's a Locked On Red Wings Spy Locked On Lightning crossover episode. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. We've got Ethan Smith here as always. Ethan, what's going on? Uh, feeling 25. Feeling the age. Oh, happy birthday. Feeling the effect it's of it. birthday to yesterday. A little late. Yes. I was saying I'm happy birthday on the podcast yesterday. So, yesterday. So, today, while we're Huge. recording this, this is his birthday. Happy birthday, Ethan. And, of course. Thank you. We're moving on from you now. Uh, okay. We are joined That's by fine. Adam Denker from the Locked on Lightning podcast. He's here to talk all about how Steve Eiserman got the Lightning to where they are, what he thinks. Uh, just go over the, the history, the trades, the off seasons, and uh, everything in between. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey, Ethan. Hey, Nolan. Happy birthday, Ethan. Uh, glad you. to be on the show. Um, yeah, we're, you know, I'm, I was – really pleasantly surprised uh when you guys reached out to me about doing this um and then i i was talking to you a little bit before uh, about how you know when i really started to dig into this team the current team like 90 percent like of the team is steve yeiserman picks or trades that he made and so i mean i guess by default if the lightning do win the cup i think they should mail him a stanley cup ring I agree, and I was, and, and on top of that, I was going to say thank you for being the only source of hope uh, for us Red Wings fans. Because as you guys march through the playoffs, uh, I've just been looking at you, thinking that's going to be that's going to be us someday. That's going to be us in a few years. So thank you for that. Honestly, you've been uh, during during this hopeless, bleak time in Red Wings history. That's been the one thing that I've been able to point to and say, you know what? I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, if anyone is the prime example of what you're looking to expect from a Steve Yeiserman ran team, that's definitely Tampa. I mean, the one thing, and we'll get into this when we start, you know, talking about everything. I mean, the one thing that's been incredible through this entire run that you could definitely expect um, once he definitely starts to dig in is depth. I mean, that's been huge for this team this entire mm-hmm. run. And so when all when all else fails, when, you know, your top player goes down and then your second top player goes down, um, you're going to have all these, you know, uh, these players ready to slide in. Um, And that's the one thing that uh, has really impressed me. And and I'm sure that is going to get Red Wings really amped up is that, you know, the one theme that you'll see when we start listing off some notable trades and draft picks that he's had is that he he doesn't just he doesn't just acquire the right players he acquires players that are able to fit into the puzzle of the team so that's definitely the interesting thing of how he goes about it um obviously some of it was a little bit of luck uh ben bishop you know he signed him or traded i believe he traded for him on a whim and you know took a chance on him it's like and, that was a deal for Corey conacher <laughs> yeah that was i mean i remember he was it was like a three three goalie um, race going into the Ottawa season, and he, I guess he saw something from him in, in during this during you know the, the preseason, and he just took a chance and bow, wow did that 
you know, luck out for the Lightning. So I want to keep digging uh, into a little bit more of that in just a second. But first, I, I just have to ask because I'm curious to know what it's been like to watch your team in the playoffs. But then it, it's like, is it weird at all that they're in the bubble? Is it weird? Like, because, you know, as, as fans of a uh, team without a dog in the fight, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just curious to know what it's like as an actual fan of those teams watching these games. Uh, at first, like, the probably the – round robin matchups it was super weird um just i guess it was just part of the the broadcast teams getting used to there being no fans there Mm -hmm. so you know there was a couple of moments uh especially on fox sports sun where they would pan to the to the you know throughout the arena and it was like oh crap you know there's nobody there so and then they go right back to the ice um the definitely the audio that they've been playing of fans kind of has been getting some used to. I mean, they really don't play it. They used to didn't play it at all in the beginning, and then they did. And now especially, it's just weird. It's like even the players said it when they first started off. It's like, we don't even notice there's fans here, so let's stop fooling people with this crowd noise. Um, and then just I think I, I would think the best part about it is that, you know, there's really no excuses now. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a team um, against another team. It's not uh, we have to go into a different – building uh tonight and play against you know not only a good team but just like a crazy crowd now it's just you and this team so you know there's really no excuses at this point um not that playing on the road has ever been an issue for the lightning i think if you really look at their record and break it down they actually played better on the road than they did really you know at the amali arena talking about the depth that you guys have i i find it absolutely baffling that you guys have been without Stamkos and without Braden Point these last two games, and you guys are still plugging along without what? Is those are, those are the top two centers on this team? Is Tyler Johnson playing top line minutes now? Like, uh, I don't he, even know who who what other centers are slotting in here that are still helping you guys produce. You know what's funny? Um, yes, Tyler Johnson is playing top moments, but <laughs> I the hate thing Tyler is the way, the way they play the. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way he played the other night, you would have never even known he was on the on the team. Um, there was if you looked at if you looked at Lightning uh, Twitter, uh, there was many Lightning fans asking if he was even an, even dressed tonight. I mean, he was a non-factor. I spoke about it on the episode I dropped today. How Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, you know these guys that have for the most part played well throughout this whole run, just they just disappear, man. Like they just disappear when points not on the ice. Um, and some of it has to do with them just being used for it really right now to having Braden point bail them out. Well, you know, you kind of need to, to sack up and go in there and play your game. Cause you know, he, it's not like he's going to come out anytime soon. And that's the thing that like really disappointed me last night with this team is that it always seemed like, especially after the Verhage, um, goal that was overturned it seemed like they really were just hanging their heads the entire game and just were expecting a Kucherov or a headman to really bail them out and you know that's obviously something that didn't really happen so I think Tyler Johnson especially you know knowing your favorite guy (laughs) really needs to step up or if they don't get point back uh by game seven I think that you know we could be looking at a Stars Islanders Stanley Cup final. Who would have thought? (laughs) All right, really quick before we get into these past transactions and shit. Um, 
two two questions really quick is Vasilevsky right now your MVP and also do you think that somehow Steven Stamkos is like the bane of the Tampa Bay Lightning success in the playoffs because he hasn't played at all this year and you guys have looked absolutely phenomenal up to this point are you um, nervous to get him back in the finals if he comes back I I'm only nervous to get him back because we don't know what we're going to get out of him. You don't know if he's going to come back and light it up real quick or he's going to come out and we, we would have been better off if he just stayed home. You know, you don't know what Stamkos. It, it kind of, he's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of guy, especially oh, when he's God. been gone for this long. Yeah. Um, when he came back, uh, he was banged up a couple uh, for a little bit. I mean, you know, no new story here. Yeah, he with always Stamkos. is. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's one of the things that's really kind of helped uh, the Lightning is that, you know, it's not like we're missing Braden Point or missing, you know, Vasilevsky. They're they're missing a guy who they've pretty much had to play, if I had to guess, probably 30 games without this year, probably maybe a little more. Um, so they're kind of just used to that next man up mentality at this point. I mean, they were already prepared to play without, play without him going into the playoffs if we had the playoffs in in April and May because he would have been he he had a core injury that he probably wouldn't have been back till the the conference finals so I mean they're still on track with you know playing without Stamkos but um as for like your question about Vasilevsky um if we're missing I mean it's it's really a toss-up I mean you could the case could be made for Vasilevsky he's been playing incredible uh, the case could be made for Braden Point, just so how this team plays when he's not on the ice. Um, and the case could be made for just how Victor Hedman has been playing out of his mind. He has eight goals now through the entire playoffs. And I think that's uh, the best he's he's looked so far, like in his career. I think he looks so oh, yeah. I so mean, unbelievably I, dominant I, right now. I talk about it all the time, how he's so taken for granted just because every year he's just right on average with how he normally is and his average is is almost you know i i would say the case could be made for an mvp award just because of you know how many defensemen in the league other than uh stack compiler john carlson are really putting up those numbers on a yearly (laughs) basis yeah um those are the kind of numbers that we maybe see uh, out of maybe like a Hall of Famer, like a Paul Coffey or like an Al McGinnis. Maybe not as high as scoring numbers, but uh, just consistent consistency has been off the charts. And so, I mean, the case could be made for any three of these guys. Uh, if the Lightning do make it to the Cup Finals, which we all expect, uh, without Braden Point, I think depending on how that series goes, obviously the Lightning have to win. Um, depending on, you know, if Hedman has to score all the goals or Vasilevsky has to make all the saves. I think it's just really a toss up from there. Well, hopefully after this uh, pandemic is over, you'll be able to get yourself back to a Tampa Bay lightning game, being there in person with the crowds. And if your car breaks down, guess who you can call Adam? That's going to be RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Now listen, chain stores, they got different, price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers now i think you at home listening to this podcast are a do-it-yourselfer and i don't think it's very fair that the local chain stores in the storefronts that you got to drive to in the first place are they going to price gouge you for your time that's just messed up to me but and uh rockauto.com however 
They got everything at a reliably low price. You want engine control modules? They got it. You want brake parts or tail lamps? They got it. You want motor oil, new carpet? They got it. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And here's the kicker, guys. Here's the only thing you got to do to thank me, to thank Ethan, to thank our friend Adam on today's episode. All you got to do, just enter Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. That's it. Just write Locked On. How did you hear about us? Locked On, Nolan and Ethan and Adam. They're awesome. They're sick. I love them. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And speaking of how much I hate to leave the house, let's talk to you guys about DoorDash. Now, between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, me not wanting to get out of my bed ever, I can always rely on DoorDash to bring me happiness right in a bag, hot, dropped on my front door, Because DoorDash is the best food delivery service in the world. Now, listen, there's a lot of them out there. I get it. You might have, uh, you might go to the other guys, but trust me, you are going to be wanting to go to DoorDash because they have a much wider selection of restaurants. The food comes quicker. I've noticed, I don't know if that's just me or if that's a, if that's just a real thing that's going on, but for years, you guys have counted on restaurants and now they are counting on you. While their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash and with 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, you can go to your local go-tos from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and Ethan, get this, even the Cheesecake Factory. How does that sound? No way. I love cheesecake. Don't we all? And DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to help keep communities that we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Where else would you get it? And enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, Adam, Ethan, say it with me one more time. That is code LOCKED. On NHL for five dollars off your first order. Five dollars off. Good job. Five. Woohoo! With the sixth pick in the draft, the Detroit Red Wings select from Mannheim of the DEL, Moritz Sider. All right, Ethan, lead us. Lead us uh, out of a break here. We're working. Adam, those never. Yeah. With the those never go well. Podcast. (laughs) Uh, you got a question. You got a question for him to kick us off. Yes. Let's just start diving into these past transactions and how Steve has built this team. Um, what are some pillars of a hockey team built by now our, again, Steve Eicherman? Um, the funny thing with Steve is that was interesting was that it took him a little bit to really make an impact with the trades just because, I mean, he really didn't have any pieces to, to deal away. So he really kind of traded for the parts he needed. Um, and the interesting, I mean, let's just start at the 2011 draft uh, with the 27th pick. He gets uh, Nemestikov, who he ends up dealing away to the Rangers. Um, he got with the 58th uh, pick, can you guess who we picked up? Uh, Kucherov? Yes. 
the, Hell yeah. the reigning MVP. <laughs> and then with the 208th pick, he got Andre Palat. So two out of the three guys still on the team right now. Two out of those three are just playing out of their minds right now, especially Andre Palat. I think it's good. Uh, Andre Palat, who, you know, kind of screwed me last night with, I predicted him to win the, to, to score the OT winner. And of course that didn't happen, but I mean, you could, you could look for my frustration and listen to it on today's episode, but uh, 2012, he picks up Vasilevsky with the 19th overall pick. You're welcome. How did, yeah, how did, how did he get that uh, pick Adam? Can you refresh my memory? I believe he met in the parking lot of a Detroit uh, Burger King and, you know, kill the Irishman style and uh, exchange draft picks with certain individuals. <laughs> this in was red the sweaters. of mice and men version of, uh, of Steve Eiserman and Ken Holland's relationship. He's just sitting in the parking lot. Like Ken's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're going to trade me. You're going to trade me that pick. He's like, no, I, I don't want to. No, no, yeah. you're going to trade yeah. that pick. Yeah, they, he goes back to Tampa, and he's like, you really got that pick? And he's like, yeah, Godfather <laughs> style. Yeah, I made him an offer. I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He's like, you did? I was like, yeah, I got him Caesar's pizza. Um, That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, and then with the 101st pick of that 2012 draft, he gets Cedric Paquette, who, you know, not entirely like a big pillar of this team, but definitely in a very important uh, third line, fourth line forward. So, you know, definitely one of those guys that adds to really the whole theme of this whole team, and that's the depth. Um, 2014, he gets future Conn Smythe Trophy winner uh, Braden Point with the 79th overall pick. Um, 2015, he gets Mitchell Stevens, my favorite Lightning player, if you haven't watched them. Probably has the best faceoff percentage on this entire team, has played two games throughout the whole playoffs. Now, I love John Cooper. <laughs> But there's some there's some decisions he makes uh, that just kind of make me throw my phone when I when I see the notifications. Um, for example, quote unquote managing Braden Point in last night's game, um, and then with the number seventy second pick, he gets Anthony Sorelli, uh, and then he picked up in 2017 his last draft. Uh, the current number one overall prospect in the Lightning organization, Cal Foot, with the 14th overall pick. And then he also gets a uh, second uh, prospect, and that's uh, Alex Volkals. So, I mean, he, he is built for the current team, and he's definitely built for many years to come for this Lightning team. Um, you know, and he's definitely left the team in good hands with Breeze Bowes. So, I mean, it's the sky is the limit with how far this Lightning team could really go. It's crazy to think just how long, like, that impact that he had, just, like, transactions, drafts, trades, whatever it may be, like, can have on this Lightning team. Like, you know, like those guys you just mentioned, like, if they work out, they're here for the next 20 years. Those are Steve Eiserman draft picks. But I can't help but notice that you skipped right over, uh, let's find it here, 2013, the second-round pick, number 33 overall, uh, Detroit Red Wings MVP, Adam Ernie. So – a little disrespect there. We won't. We won't you know, uh, take too much time getting into it. I, I just I felt a little slighted by it. But we do have a very important draft uh, coming up for the Red Wings next month. In, in these playoffs, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, all of those guys that you mentioned have been playmakers that are that are pillars of this uh, Steve Eiserman built team, and they're the biggest hits in his drafts. But 
Did you notice a general approach uh, to his drafting uh, outside of just getting really good players? Yeah. Um, I, you know, if you really look at it, of all these players that are currently on the team, um, like I said in the beginning, um, he didn't just draft – he didn't really go out there and draft the best players. He drafted the players with their playing style, you know, attitude, work ethic, all that stuff that obviously comes into factor mm-hmm. when you're drafting guys. Um, he took different pieces that were gonna that were gonna gel together. You know, he wasn't gonna pick guys that weren't necessarily gonna work out. You know, especially when he started accumulating the draft picks through trades um, later uh, later on, early on actually. Um, he wasn't just going for maybe the best players that you would probably see. You know, um, at certain points, you know, some other organizations are doing. That's the really important thing that Red Wings fans need to keep in mind during this draft is because you might have a really good guy on the board maybe I don't know in the fourth round and you shouldn't really expect Yajerman to go for him it's not really a sure thing he's going to go for the guy that has some, some sort of worth and he may not necessarily be a first line second line kind of player he might be a third line possibly fourth line or if he's a defenseman a third line pairing kind of guy mm. Um, or he might be looking way long-term down the line, like you saw with uh, when he drafted Jonathan Druin, ended up trading him from Mikhail Sergachev. Um, he's going to draft certain guys that where he might, if it doesn't work out, they're at least good enough assets where he's going to be able to trade them for a quality piece. So we're really kind of struggling here in Detroit to really kind of figure out what's going on behind closed doors. You know, he, he really plays everything so close to the vest, you know. Um, it's kind of hard to tell what direction he's going on, which direction he's going to. Um, was that a similar style to how it was in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, he was very – you really had no idea what he was going to do at the trade deadline sometimes, unless it was a very, you know, big need. I mean, I think I'm sure a lot of – some Lightning fans – uh, were kind of surprised when he ended up trading Ben Bishop uh, to all the way to LA for, you know, Peter Budai, who obviously played well with them. But then, you know, for maybe a, a little known defenseman of some Lightning uh, fans and Eric Chernak, who has really, I mean, for as much crap as I give him about certain times during the game as some things he may not do or, you know, may not do enough of. I mean, he's been pretty solid on the second line defensive pairing. And he's definitely, uh, with the absence of Jan Ruda, has really stepped up in that first line pairing for this whole playoff run. One of his philosophies is no stone unturned. And I'm sure, you know, we probably covered this as far as the draft goes, but I'm just kind of curious, you know, I guess, I guess the thinking behind that is he'll exhaust every avenue that he can to get good players on his hockey team. And I'm just kind of wondering outside the draft in the draft and free agency and the trade market, what ways did that kind of show itself in Tampa Bay? Um, the big thing was, uh, I know with Detroit this year, you guys kind of were just gunning sucked. for the first overall pick. Yeah, just <laughs> historically um, been gunning sucked. since like October. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's why I was shocked when the Lightning, one of their last games of the season, they played, we played you guys and you guys kicked the crap out of us. Yeah, well, you know how it is. And um, <laughs> don't so, stop. So the, the one, the best way, if you really want to sum up how Steve really, Stevie Y really, um, 
you know, plays the whole GM game. It's like playing poker. He's counting cards and he's the dealer. <laughs> and he and he's playing against himself. Oh, I love that. So that's the best way to describe it. So even if you might not agree with the initial acquisition or signing or draft pick, it's always going to work out. Um, if you look at especially his drafts, uh, I mean, you some of the players I just listed off, especially Andre Palat, 208th overall pick. He really – he very much – rarely waste the draft pick so even if you know some some people might view the seventh round as a throwaway round well guess what you might be getting a future uh you know alternate captain in the making in the seventh mm-hmm. round um as we've seen with Pollock before he was wearing the a before a uh, number of years ago or even guys like you know everybody thought maybe in that 2011 draft Nemestikov's going to be one of the top scorers on this team which in his tenure with the the Lightning, he, he played very well. He put the puck in the back of the net. But look who was drafted right behind him, 58th overall, Kucherov. So um, he's his ability to not only find the diamond in the rough, obviously, you know, you have to attribute that a lot to the people that he surrounds himself with. Now, I don't know in terms of personnel what he's done thus far with mm-hmm. the Red Wings, but he is going to have a great – assistant GM he's gonna have great scouts he is gonna have once he gets the ball rolling because it did take a couple of years um into his tenure with the lightning to really get the ball rolling on his plan and that oftentimes does happen I mean you know I don't think he wanted to really just tell these guys the suck this year I don't think anybody in especially in Detroit wanted that even you know as much as you want to get good picks and good prospects mm-hmm. um he's he's gonna make all the right moves um, he's going to, he's going to build up the, your AHL system, your, your prospect pipeline to where you're going to eventually start winning games where you're going to be contending for playoff spots. You promise? And I can't promise anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, his track record speaks for itself of how he played in Detroit. So of course he knows what it takes to, to win. And, and if I had to guess what Stevie, why, what his first big, especially in this draft, I'm not saying first round, he's going to do this, but I would have to guess he, unless, I mean, you guys definitely know the prospect line out there in in Detroit way better than I do, but you would have to guess he's probably going to be looking at goaltender as a position that definitely needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Desperately. At time, big time. Um, I know there's, I mean, the, the KHL these days is filled with like ridiculous goaltenders. So expect probably your next goaltender to be Russian. Um, you know, it's, I mean, look Yaroslav at- Askarov to the Red Wings at four. Who says no? Wow. You, I mean, how often do you really see a goaltender really <laughs> taken that early? Do you, do you trade down? Do, do you trade down? Oh, man. Uh, we, have, we have three second-round picks. So, I mean, there's a chance we could trade up, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you could I'd probably it, steal. You could. I mean, who knows? You could probably steal a late first-rounder for a second-round second pick and a uh, possibly maybe a prospect or two. I don't know yeah. how. How good you, I mean, I was thinking that too. But I mean, if you look at this Lightning franchise, I mean, Syracuse, they're really not anything to really um, write home about. I mean, they're a decent team. I mean, just with the quality of players that they have. Um, the one thing that has kind of annoyed me with the current management um, that I always find is dangerous is that um, their willingness to trade away first round draft picks. 
Yeah. Uh, they traded away both their first rounders this during this deadline, which I mean, it, it's it's totally worth it. You got Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow in return, who have both been insane. I, I they have surpassed all my expectations, um, especially Bar- Barkley Goodrow. Um, so I don't know. I mean. Yeiserman didn't really do that much in terms of draft picks. He was normally in the game of getting draft picks. So that's definitely that you won't, something you won't have to worry about where you guys aren't really in win-now mode as opposed to maybe my lightning, um, which will definitely work out in your favor. I mean, you're, I would have to say if I had to guess maybe the timeline on your success, I'm expecting three to four years where you guys are. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can see that. You know, not maybe division winners, but you're definitely making close. a lot of noise. Yeah, definitely close. You're making noise. Yeah. Um, and Finally you got on that upswing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you'll probably have like a, a crazy farm system by then. Well, let's just hope that by the time that uh, comes around, these players that Steve Eisman finds are able to rise to the occasion. We're going to wrap up oh. with Adam Denker of the Lockdown Lightning Podcast in just a second. But first, oh I want to talk to you. Out rising to the occasion when things start getting a little uh, hot and heavy in the bedroom. And I'm talking about erectile dysfunction, folks. Now, listen, erectile dysfunction is not an easy thing to talk about. Until I started doing this ad read, I I myself found it uh, troublesome to bring up to, you know, my partner, to my doctor. Go to GetRoman.com right now because with them, it is easy to talk about things with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Just go to GetRoman.com right now slash NHL today. And if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL. GetRoman.com slash what, boys? NHL. LockdownNHL. Yeah. Yeah. Slash LockdownNHL. Just to be clear for the <laughs> listeners. Shake and bake. Oh, look at, oh, oh, where, where are we going? Oh, my goodness gracious. Last kind of play in this period. All right, final segment of the day. We are here with Adam Denker of the Locked On Lightning Podcast. We're super stoked to have you here. Super stoked to talk about what this Red Wings team is going to look like in the future. And we've talked about, uh, you know, the the moves that he's made. And right now, all that we've seen, because uh, the Red Wings, obviously not contenders, are, are these little shrewd moves. You know, uh, Adam Ernie acquiring Adam Ernie from Tampa Bay, acquiring Robbie Fabry from St. Louis for Jacob De La Rose. These types of trades that they don't really move the needle, but I guess can help uh, just slowly but surely push your team into an identity that it looks like he's building. And so I'm just kind of curious, like what should we expect in these, these next couple of off seasons? Because like a lot of people think, that the Red Wings are going to go out and get Tory Krug. But I think, like, if I know Steve Eisenman, like I think I do, I think that's the least likely thing to happen on earth. Hello? Oh, yeah, sorry. My, my headphone's like, um, how's your cap situation looking? Phenomenal. Oh, dude, unbelievable. Beautiful. 
then I don't see a reason why you guys don't try and make a move for Taylor Hall. Wow. I don't know. I just don't know. I, the reason I, I get what you're saying and I agree, but like after this year, Larkin's going to be signed. Mantha's going to be signed. Bertuzzi's going to be signed. Fabry just got a two year deal. It obviously depends what that, that term looks like for Taylor Hall, but I mean, Dude. wouldn't you be surprised to see like uh, him handcuff the Red Wings like that? No, it's not, dude. Guys, it's not even. You have to think of poor Taylor Hall in this situation as well. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has been on Edmonton, the Devils, and Arizona. Why the hell is he going to come to Detroit right now? Well, we look can at give him this... ten million dollars. He's not going to come here. Well, look at it this way: you could always trade him and then subsequently get the first overall pick. Um, but yeah, I always wonder like uh, when like free agents like come into a bad team, if like part of the deal is like, look, man, you come in here, you show your face, you show the guys your work ethic. And if you're not happy at the trade deadline, I'll ship you out to a contender. Yeah. You, you just help us sell some tickets and then we'll yeah. go from there. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of the unrestricted free agents right now. Now I know Tory Krug made it well known that he's not going to give uh, Boston a, a hometown discount. Um, and he's from Detroit, so hometown boy. So we, lo- I we mean, love the homegrown boys. That's definitely something <laughs> to look forward to. Um, Robin Leonard's hitting the market unless Vegas, it looks like Vegas is going to sign him, but you never know what's going to happen with that situation. Yeah. Um, that seems pretty fluid. Uh, I could definitely see Tyler Toffoli ending up with the Red Wings. Hmm. I would love uh, that. He's the kind of guy that could definitely be, I mean, second line, possibly first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he could, you, know, you never know what this really We'll try him be. everywhere. <laughs> uh, Sammy, Sammy Vantanen is not a bad defenseman at all. He's a little undersized, but um, you know what? He's definitely going to provide a lot of security for you. Uh, I know Shattenkirk is hitting the market as well. I don't know how realistic it is that the Lightning are going to resign him just because they, you know, obviously with the flat cap and they they need to start thinking about like re-signing Point and all these other young guys yeah. that are going to be on this franchise. So, I mean, is it I, – I look at it this way, like as a Lightning fan and obviously the host of a Lightning podcast, I think – if you're really concerned about the future, I think maybe unless Shattenkirk decides to take a, a maybe a little pay cut. I mean, he's 31. He's got maybe eight more years um, of like maybe quality hockey before it really starts to decline. Um, you guys could also maybe do a wild card kind of situation. Um, sign Big Bufflin to a one-year deal. <laughs> Jesus. I'll take that. any any help at all on the blue line. I would buy a Big Buff jersey so fast. But you got to get a custom one games. so it doesn't say Bufflin. It's, a, it's like 33 Big Buff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you also got Anton Kadobin, who obviously is playing his, his ass off right now in Dallas. Um, yeah, but I don't, unreal. he's going to take it this year, this off yeah, season. Yeah. Him. Um, if you guys want to settle for a little bit cheaper, Cam Talbot's also going to be on the market. Um, I mean, you just, you have a really good free agent class this year where you could kind of pick and choose, uh, Cody Eakin. I'm just looking at some of these names, Cody Eakin, you got Derek Broussard. I mean, 
even if you don't go for the big, big name guys, uh, depending on what guys, uh, what Stevie Y wants to do, um, whether he signs these guys to maybe three, four year contracts cheap and then ends up trading them away, um, is I think that's what he's gonna do. If anything, I uh, I can't don't expect any of these guys that he possibly signs uh, out of this free agent free agency mm-hmm. to stay for the long term, unless it's like yeah. a unless it's like a Taylor Hall maybe or. You know, uh, um, you know, any of these other. I then again, I'm Taylor psyched. Hall. I'm going to start this rumor online now. Or, or maybe Taylor even Hall a to the Red Wings. I think the only guy. Me. I think the only realistic player that Stevie Y could sign out of this free agency that might be here until he retire, might be there till he retires, is probably Tory Krug. I agree. I, when when you started that sentence, I the first name that came to mind was Tory Krug. Um. So I mean, you have. The good thing with Stevie Y and the bad thing is also the bad thing. You have tons of options. You just never know what string he's going to pull at any time. All right. Well, I think that's kind of what we expected to begin with. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Go check out Locked On Lightning. You can find it anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Follow uh, the the podcast page at LO underscore lightning. Uh, and Adam, before we, before we get you out of here, before we get your Twitter handle and all that other stuff, I got to talk to you real quick. It's game six tonight, Tampa Bay lightning, New York Islanders, a win will put Tampa Bay in its second Stanley cup final in five years. How are you feeling about it? What's you got a prediction for us? You're going to Mark Messier this thing reverse Mark Messier. Uh, if point plays lightning are winning four, two. Uh, if Love point it. doesn't play <laughs> lightning are winning two are losing two one. And if they go to a game seven, expect point and Stamkos to possibly play. Wow. All right. I love Let, it. Throw that little uh, carrot out there. Maybe possibly Stamkos. I like that. Uh, Adam, where can people find you on Twitter and what else you got coming up that people should look out for? Well, they, uh, could find me at a P D E N K E R Danker on Twitter. Um, Got some good stuff cooking up that, unfortunately, I can't reveal at the moment, but you'll be hearing about it in the next couple of days or so. Uh, also got a potential recap of my conversation with ESPN's Greg Wyshynski coming up in the coming weeks. Oh, yeah. I forgot to, forgot to plug that. <laughs> um, it hasn't been recorded yet. Um, Greg and I are just waiting on certain things to be played out with uh, the playoffs, and then we'll get back to business on, on our all our predictions and all the stuff from the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, and of course, any of you that haven't listened to that, of course, go ahead and listen to it. It was a great conversation that we had. Uh, Greg was a great guy. Um, you know, big, you know, obviously senior writer at ESPN. You never know what to expect. Uh, coolest guy in the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he picked the lightning to win the Stanley cup final. So, I mean, we're, be- we're practically best friends. And we are, <laughs> we are like, uh, third cousin best friends like to where we're not you know we're not actually in the friend group but like we can be proud of your of your success because it, it, it kind of means something good for us in a, in a karma type of way I'd like to think yeah deep down it feels good yeah right of course um, he's one of I, us you know <laughs> I, I remember when you guys had um off the top of my head now I'm blanking and I'm gonna sound stupid uh you had uh, a former player on your podcast Yes, Darren McCarty. Uh, we've had him. He's come on a couple times. 
Uh, he was on back in March or April, I believe. We had a three-part interview with him. Go check that out if you haven't already. Thanks for the plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a great conversation. We love having Darren on. He's a complete open book, which is, you know, you don't always find uh, with things. Like, there was, uh, you know, sometimes it, just certain situations are, are kind of off limits, I feel like, especially with athletes. You don't want to, like, step on – any toes uh and and i remember there was a question and i think it was like the first or second episode where ethan goes i don't want to put you on the spot and he goes put me on the spot bro so it was uh it was one of those interviews if you haven't listened to it already i I would highly recommend going back and and checking that out yeah definitely i mean i i do remember listening to that episode uh it was also featured i believe on locked on nhl alongside my interview with eric erlinson go ahead and check that out go ahead and Um, check it out (laughs) uh yeah but thanks for having me on guys really appreciate it um let's do this again maybe after the draft and definitely discuss some of the things that maybe stevie y did do and didn't do would love that absolutely adam good luck in the stanley cup playoffs i know that we will be rooting for you subscribe to lockdown red wings subscribe to lockdown lightning we got a how do you feel about it friday coming up tomorrow You're not going to want to miss it. And uh, our friend Adam is going to be recapping a a big-time game six, the Eastern Conference Finals. So you're not going to want to miss it. See you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.